Holy shit, fanboys and fangirls. Welcome to Fanboy with an Opinion, episode number 26 for August 21st, 2019. Today is going to be a short episode, I swear this time. Last week we took a break from reviewing the movies within the DC AMU, and now we're back. So... Now it's time to discuss my ongoing retrospect into the DCAMU with Suicide Squad Hell to Pay. So this is a movie that came out in 2018. It was the first movie in 2018. It is the ninth movie within the DCAMU. So after this movie, we've got two, four more to go until we're all caught up. So this is obviously about the Suicide Squad. They made a Suicide Squad movie prior to this one a few years ago. Uh, That one was more under the Batman uh, banner. And that apparently was based on the... Within the Arkham Asylum video games. So uh, this one is more, you know, like... uh, Within the DCAMU. So some of these characters are like the first time we're seeing them within this universe. Uh, It starts off with the team that consists of Black Manta, Count Vertigo, uh, Deadshot, and Punch and Julie. Uh, So, usually when you see a Suicide Squad movie or whatever, they consist of C character villains. Uh, Because usually it's like these villains that aren't attached to any one superhero. So if you see a character who you really don't recognize in any form of entertainment, whether it be live action, cartoons, whatever, you know those are the characters that are going to die. So if you see characters like Z-list characters, like Punch and Julie, you know they're going to fucking die. (laughs) It's like they are obscure characters. Julie, so they're basically a knockoff of Joker and Harley Quinn. But the thing is, is that they were created before Harley Quinn. So Julie looks like Harley Quinn, uh, but she's actually predates Harley Quinn. So I think you could say that Julie was probably influenced into making Harley Quinn. In any event, I don't know why Black Manta's in this, because we saw him in the throne of Atlantis. And he's barely in the movie. And it doesn't even, they don't even mention him being a part of uh, Suicide Squad, or also known as Task Force X. Task Force X. So he's in it for a few minutes and he's never shown again, which is weird. So it doesn't matter. I mean, it's like, blah, blah, blah. What does it matter? The point is, is that um, Punch and Julie are supposed to be a, a couple. And then, of course, Julie double crosses Punch and Count Vertigo also, like, Count Vertigo and Julie are in cahoots, so they're double-crossing the team. And Count Vertigo is usually, like, a C character. I think he was in, like, Young Justice. But it was interesting to see him die, because he does double-cross Deadshot and then Deadshot. And then Amanda Waller, who's the head of the uh, Task Force X, she has bombs implant- implanted in their heads, and she lets him go... It doesn't matter. 
But I was surprised to see Count Vertigo die because he usually is. He was a part of the Suicide Squad a lot in the books. Uh, so Deadshot is the only one left, and he's usually always in, in you know, in different versions of the uh, just the Suicide Squad. He pretty much became popular because of that. Because again, he's not really tied to any superhero being a uh, gun for hire. So there's a little thing with that before the title starts. I will say that this is a very bloody mo- uh, movie in terms compared to the other DC AMU movies. And the one thing I really liked about this was they tried to base this off of 70s grindhouse movies. So the beginnings are very in your face, very colorful, and very cheesy. And they have this like uh, grainy look to them. So like a lot of those movies were kind of done on, done on the cheap. And so sometimes like the movies that the film would get really scratchy and get really like poppy marks and stuff on this on the on the film and they replicated that look. And whenever they did a flashback in the movie, it looked like that. Whenever they did credits, it looked like that. And really the plot is very cheesy. So it really seemed like they were extremely influenced by old 70s movies or old Grindhouse movies. And that was a lot of fun. That was actually really, it was like pretty neat. So the basic plot is Amanda Waller, who's the head of this Task Force X, she finds out that she's dying. And there's a card... Which is so fucking ridiculous. This is like the but again, I think it was supposed to be ridiculous. There's a card out there that gets you a, a get out of hell free card. So basically, anyone who's done really bad things in their life and they they have this card and they die, they don't go to hell. They automatically go to heaven. I don't know how that works. I don't know why like you're a villain or a murderer and now all of a sudden you believe in the afterlife. So she wants this card. So there's a lot of characters in this movie. And there's a lot going on. There's at least like three different sides to this movie. Three different groups that are going after this card. So towards in the beginning of the movie, we, we're in Gotham. I'm assuming, yeah, we're in Gotham. And we're introduced to Professor Pig. And Professor Pig is a really creepy Batman villain. Who I really feel like... He could be... I don't know if you can make an entire movie with him. He's usually just used in like little clips, like little bit of scenes like this. Because he's really disturbing and he's really creepy. And he's got Two-Face on... He's a, a doctor who essentially takes people and he mutilates them and turns them into freaks. Because that's his his way... That's the way he sees the world. That's the way he sees the world should be. Twisted and... Freakish. So he's got Two-Face on the operating table. And the way they portray Two-Face is very odd because this isn't always the way Two-Face is, is portrayed. He's portrayed as having a split personality. And so the Harvey Dent side is Harvey Dent and the Two-Face side is Two-Face, which makes no sense when you say it out loud. But he he's not always portrayed that way. Like if you look at the Dark Knight Returns, I mean uh, Dark Knight... Uh, 
the Dark Knight, Aaron Eckhart plays him as the way I think Two-Face should be. He's, he's split in between the life he had, which is represented in the normal-looking side, and the life that he now has, which is represented in the ugly side. But anyway, it doesn't matter, because Two-Face is barely in the movie, and Professor Pig is basically kidnapped by these two women, and one of them is uh, is Vandal Savage's daughter, but we'll get to that later. She has two blades that come out of her hand, and she looks like um, X-23 from Marvel, you know, Wolverine's female clone, and she only has the two blades coming out. And when you see her do it, you never see an apparatus around her arm or anything that... You know, like in the comics, she has like a thing that around her wrist where the blades pop out. It just pops out of her clothes. Like she literally has them coming out of her body, just like Wolverine or X-23, which was like odd to see. It's like, why'd you do that? So they kidnapped the pig, Professor Pig, and the other woman, uh, I can't remember. She's like really tall. and So they kidnap him and there's like no reason, no explanation. And then Waller gets the... Then we see Waller put the Task Force X together. And it consists of Deadshot, uh, Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn... Uh, who, am I, who am I missing? Uh, Copperhead, uh, Bronze Tiger, and Killer Frost. And Bronze Tiger... Bronze Tiger is a very underutilized character. And he's another character who's been with the Suicide Squad since like the first appearance of them in the books. And I, I believe that uh, Idris Elba is probably going to play him in the Suicide Squad 2 movie. Or whatever it's called. And he's a really good character. He's like a expert martial art artist and pretty much badass. I mean, he's not, he's not really... I don't think he's a ripoff of Black Panther. I think that he has similar attributes to Black Panther. His name, there's a color in his name, there's a animal from the jungle in his name they're both black and they're both martial arts but as those things that's it you know uh, obviously Bronze Tiger Bronze Tiger is not the king of a African country or any of that crap it's just like those very few similarities but he's a great character he's very underutilized and um, again I think he's probably going to be in uh, my theory is going to be in Suicide Squad too. Uh, so, another thing I had was Captain Boomerang supposed to be Australian, and I looked it up and he was voiced by an Australian actor, but he didn't really sound Australian. Like, I'm not, like, an um, expert on accents, but it's just he said things that usually British people say, and I was just like, I wonder if they were confused on, on how an Australian person talks. Uh, anyway, so then, oh, and Copperhead is a... Z-list character who's able to like wrap around people and shoots acid and he kind of modified his body to look like a a um, snake. Remember, Z-list character. What did I say before? Z-list characters die. Uh, so they are going after this guy who allegedly has information about the card. And he has a really dumb name. Uh, Maxim, Steel Maxim. 
So they find out that Steel Maxon is a stripper, male stripper, and he's in Branson, Missouri. Which I was like, I don't think Branson, Missouri would have strip clubs, let alone male strip clubs. Because Branson, Missouri was basically created to be like Vegas, but without any of the sin. So they have like comedy clubs, but it's all wholesome. All the entertainment in Branson, Missouri is wholesome. The music, comedy, everything. So it just, it's just kind of weird that that's what they chose. Like they didn't do like a Reno. And that's what they chose to be male strippers. They're like, oh, okay. Uh, that's just me nitpicking. Uh, so then we find out there's another group who's after this card. And it's uh, Silver Banshee, Blockbuster, and Zoom, Doctor uh, Professor Zoom, Reverse Flash, who is the Flash's uh, nemesis, and he's the one that created Flashpoint, which basically created the DC AMU. And and speaking of which, I said that this was the ninth movie. That's not including Flashpoint, because Flashpoint's weird because it's not considered part of the DC AMU, although that's what created the DC AMU. It's stupid and confusing. So, the Task Force X goes to the strip club. They find this Steel, Max Steel, whatever the fuck his name is, guy. And then they find out that Zoom's group is also after him. There's a fight, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Deadshot makes a comment that Zoom isn't as fast as he used to be. They got out of there. They talked to this guy, this uh, Max Power Steel, whatever his name is, guy. And he tells the story that he, at one point, was picked to be Dr. Fate. Rolling like goddamn eyes. And Dr. Fate is this, uh, it's kind of like Dr. Strange. He puts on a helmet. There's a voice of an old ancient wizard, whatever the fuck you want to call him. And he, Dr. Fate protects the planet. Uh, he's a lord of chaos, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. The point is, I don't believe the schmuck would be picked to be Dr. Fate. And so he tells a story. Because this guy's a male stripper. He's full of himself. He's doesn't really seem like he has much of a responsibility. Um, so he, of course, doesn't. Because he lets two women come in. And then, of course, they're the women that I mentioned before. Uh, Vandal Savage's daughter. And her girlfriend. The big, big redhead. And of course they beat the shit out of him. And they steal the card to get out of the free card. Because he, he was the one that had it in his possession. And then of course he gets kicked out from being Dr. Fate. So. That's the plot. That's weird. So we find out that Vandal Savage is involved. Uh, and then. They kind of. Uh. They don't have... So then they they let him go. And now they got to find the card. They know that Vandal Savage's daughter has the card. So... They kind of take a break. And... Deadpool... Well, no, they're told... I said Deadpool, huh? They're, they find out where Vandal Savage's daughter is. They uh, go to confront them. They try to get the card, but then Vandal Savage comes in. If anyone doesn't know who Vandal Savage is, he's been portrayed in in TV and other TV shows, live action and cartoon. He was a caveman uh, 
who there was a meteor and he touched a meteor and it made him immortal. Now he's not he's not uh, unkillable. He's just which I don't think is a word. He's just immortal. So you know they they say in the movie that he was Alexander the Great and Genghis Khan and all these other pieces of shit throughout time, which I don't think he was any of those people. I think he was just Genghis Khan. But of course the movie wants you to believe that he's like a real murderous piece of shit that just like every murderous piece of shit that we can think of, he was. Um so then he he comes and they fight, they lose the card. They had the card, and then they lose it, so it's in the possession of Vandal Savage at this point. And, of course, this is part of the movie where they're, like, upset that they fucked up, and Waller's, like, pissed at them, and Deadshot's, like, fuck this, and he takes a break and goes looking for his his daughter. And then the weird part, like, he finds where his, his, his daughter's friend tells her, oh, she went to a drug den. Oh, she's not a tweaker, she's just looking for weed. Why would you go to a drug den for weed? That just seems like... I mean, that's just so odd to me. It's like uh, going into a really dangerous area, but just wanting, like, something that's not as dangerous. It's like I'm going to a war-torn city to get a teddy bear. It just doesn't make sense. It's like I'm going into in the eye of a tornado... To see if they have a cup of sugar. So, anyway, it does make sense. And then, Bronze Tiger, who's very, like, efficient. And he believes, you know, he doesn't like killing innocent people. But he believes that if you're doing a mission, you have to stick with the mission. And so he kind of fights with Deadshot. And, because Deadshot's been gone for a while. And then Amanda gets pissed off. Amanda Waller gets pissed off at Deadshot. And then she makes Bronze Tiger the leader. Um, so then, they go to, they're like, kind of scratching their wounds, or uh, licking their wounds, and they're trying to figure out what to do, and Killer Frost gets abducted by Zoom, by the Reverse Flash. And then, they try to, uh, the rest of the team tries to catch up with them, and doesn't work out. But they end up finding out where Val- Vandal Savage is. So. Oh, and then, um, what's it called? They try to look for Killer Frost. But then Man and Waller fucks shit up. And Zoom is able to take Killer Frost's, the chip that she has in the back of her head, the little explosive, out of her head. And they're able to track Killer Frost because of that. But she's not there. And then, of course, they left it there so it explodes and it almost kills Bronze Tiger. It's like all Amanda Waller's fault because she was impatient and was like, that's it, I'm killing Killer Frost. Meanwhile, not realizing that Zoom left that little explosive as a surprise. I was just like, I hate Amanda Waller. And I know you're supposed to hate Amanda Waller. But she's, like, worse than the criminals that she hires. Oh, not not hire, but manipulates into working for her. 
Um, there's a whole morality thing in the movie because they're talking about a car that takes you out of hell and brings you to heaven. So there's a little bit of a discussion of like, is there a heaven? Is there a hell? Do you believe in this junk? I still think it's funny that people in this universe who have seen insane, crazy things don't believe in an afterlife, you know, or, or just talking about an afterlife is like a ridiculous notion. So, um, but you know, there's also the, uh, this point of like, you get to see these villains act like humans, at least some of them. And, um, yeah, so in any, any case, they go and they find Vandal Savage where Vandal Savage is. And I'm only at this point confused, like, why did Vandal Savage kidnap Professor Pig? And then it's revealed that uh, Vandal Savage had Professor Pig implant the card inside of Vandal Savage's body. So, therefore, if he were to die, it would never leave his body. And then he could automatically go to heaven. And then he kills Professor Pig, which is like, uh waste of a good character. And then I thought, at first I thought this was an interesting idea, but then I thought, well, it kind of doesn't make sense. You can't have a foreign object inside your body. Like, that's not how it works. I mean, I hope you clean the card before you put it in the body. Like, I hope you put, like, Perel on the card or alcohol on the card. But, like, he's walking around with this card in his fucking chest. Like, how does that work? Where did you put it? Like, in right behind... Did you tape it behind the breastbone? I, it doesn't make sense. But, I mean, it's, you know, again, like, the this whole movie is supposed to be cheesy because... Grindhouse, 70s, cheesy referencing motif for so not really supposed to think about it that much in any event Zoom comes and Killer Frost is now on his side Killer Frost freezes the rest of the Suicide Squad He, she then freezes Vandal Savage and Zoom vibrates his hand into Savage's body to take the card out uh, so of course Deadshot mentions that Deadshot mentions the fact that Zoom has been slow. And so Zoom reveals why he wants the card. He takes his mask off. And he reveals that he has a bullet hole in his head. That goes through his head. Now up to this point. Again, Reverse Flash has been in Flashpoint. He was the one that... Well, he didn't create Flashpoint. Flashpoint, But he was in Flashpoint. And he was in this alternate timeline, known as Flashpoint. The whole time, he looks exactly like he does in Flashpoint. Like, the animation has gotten better in these movies. But they purposely made him look exactly like he did, a.k.a. misproportionate, than he did in, in Flashpoint. They also got the same actor to do the voice as he did in Flashpoint. And now we know why. He reveals that he's got a bullet hole in his head at the end of Flashpoint. That Batman, which was Bruce Wayne's father, shot Zoom in the head. So Zoom, while he was being shot in the head, used his speed force power to kind of prolong his death. 
makes no sense. But again, you kind of just got to ignore it because, I mean, this is what I like. You've made this movie referencing cheesiness. And so now I can believe the cheesiness. Because no other than that, you make this movie and it's just like, well, a lot of this shit doesn't make sense. This is supposed to be the DC Universe. But I don't know. I mean, I think you could argue that it's still cheesy and maybe not. Maybe you can't really, shouldn't ignore it too much. But I'll let it go. It's not that bad. So he's been keeping himself alive through the speed force. Because it's... Because basically his death is slowing down. And he's been using up a lot of his power and a lot of his life. He's got a little bit of juice left, as he says. So, I did like the Flashpoint reference. As if to say, like, we, you know, Zoom is the only character in this universe that would remember that. Because the Flash doesn't remember it. And there's never been references to the Flashpoint in all of these movies. Which I think there should have been. At least, maybe a little bit. So it's nice to see that they did that. And it was like, hey, we haven't forgotten that this crappy movie made all these other crappy movies. So then, um... So, of course, Killer Frost starts fighting the Justice League... I mean, um, the Suicide Squad, and she starts to fight Copperhead, and of course she kills Copperhead. And as I said, if you see a Z-list character in this, if you look at the Suicide Squad, and you look at a character, and you either say, A, I've never seen this character before in any adaptation, or B, I haven't seen this character in any adaptation in a long fucking time, they're going to die. Just like Slipknot in the Suicide Squad movie. Barely any fucking lines. Nobody knew. Hey, what's he do? He ties a good knot. Boom. Dead. So then... Killer Frost freezes everyone. She killed Copperhead. She then freezes Zoom. And she double crosses Zoom. There is so much goddamn double crossing in this fucking movie. I understand they're criminals. I understand they're supposed to be treated as like not great people, but come on, this is like the third time a character has double crossed somebody. And it won't be the last. She doesn't kill Zoom. She just freezes him, which made no sense. And then she doesn't kill the rest of the Suicide Squad. It's like she didn't like them, but didn't hate them enough to kill them. And she takes the card saying that she's going to sell it. And by, by the way, Vandal Savage is dead. Because when he took out the, uh, the card out of his body, apparently that was tied to an internal organ. And it murdered him. So he's dead, which bothers me because the DCAMU could have done a lot with Vandal Savage. But and anyway, so then Zoom is about to leave. No. Uh, wait, what the fuck happened to Killer Frost? I think Zoom gets gets out. Zoom gets out from being frozen. And I think he kills Killer Frost. Oh, Copperhead fights Killer Frost. And she's freezing Copperhead to death. 
And then Waller, who usually can hear everything through their earpieces, she detonates the bomb that's connected to Copperhead, which then also murders Frost. There you go. Captain Boomerang, he gets free. He gets the card. He double-crosses them. And he's like, oh, I'm taking this card for myself. Shrimp on the Barbie. Kangaroo. Kangaroo. You know, because he's Australian. And and then it's like, well, how? So now there's four double crosses in this goddamn movie. Before he can get out, Zoom gets out of his frozen uh, whatever, he, and he stops Captain Boomerang, beats the shit out of him. And he, before he can leave, Bronze Tiger, who was dying, comes and tries to stop Zoom. They fight. Zoom does this thing where he like stabs, uh, cuts, cuts um, Bronze Tiger like. A bunch of times, speed-wise. Just cut, 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 cut. And before... And then he has the car in his hand. And so, Bronsire is presumably dead. And then, like, Deadshot gets out of his eyes. And he was going, you know, t- towards the entrance of where they were. And he was going to try to stop Zoom. And then Zoom beats the shit out of uh, Tiger, Bronze Tiger, and cuts him up. And I'm thinking, like, how long does it take Deadshot to get there? How come he didn't get there already at that point? But then uh, Bronze Tiger is presumably dead. Deadshot comes. Zoom is like, I could still move fast. You're not going to be able to get me. He's holding the card. Then all of a sudden, like, a knife comes out of nowhere and cuts Zoom's fingers off. And it's Bronze Tiger. And so he's able to free the card, and then Deadshot kills him. Because if Zoom had the card while Deadshot killed him, then he would have been able to use the card, blah, blah, blah. He kills Zoom. He goes over to Bronze Tiger. He, uh, Waller's on her way. Amanda's on, uh, Amanda Waller's on her way to get the card. And Deadshot does a nice thing, and he gives Bronze Tiger the card as Bronze Tiger's dying. He dies. You kind of see his body glow and then we're assuming that he's going to heaven. Waller comes, and then Deadshot gives her the card, saying, oh yeah, you know, it's great, you know? It's still, you can still use it. Uh, and he's the only one that knows, even Harley Quinn wasn't there. And um, that's pretty much it. Uh, Waller lets him go, because she had said earlier in the movie that the 10 years off their sentence if they do this, and of course, that means that he's free. He goes back to his daughter and blah, blah, blah. So, I liked this movie, despite complaining about it. I really didn't feel like the complaints were as bad as some of the other complaints in other movies. I really loved the 70s movies feel to it. Uh, I liked the action. There were some scenes, where, because you have Harley Quinn in it, there's obviously going to be some comedy in it. Uh, I think Harley Quinn's a good character when she's not uh, leading the show. When she's a side character or a supporting character, she's good. She's a little bit, you know, a little bit can go a long way. We'll see what she, how her her show is. I'm having a problem with these adaptations because. 
there's so many adaptations of the same characters. You know, you have this DCAMU, which is all connected. You have the DC movies that are standalone stories. You have uh, Young Justice, which is a show on DC uh, Universe. Then you have Titans, which is a live-action version of a... And then you have Flash, which is a live-action. And it's just like, how many times can you do the same character in multiple adaptations around the same time? Like, that's the thing, is if we had an adaptation of Vandal Savage 15 years ago, and now we have another one now, but there's a Vandal Savage in Young Justice, there's a Vandal Savage in the Flash universe... Uh, or Green Arrow universe. There's a Vandal Savage here. There's probably there was another uh, Justice League movie called Doom, where there was. A, it's just like too many of the same adaptations, or multiple adaptations of the same character. It gets confusing, and it's just like, all right, let's see how how else are they gonna screw up this character now? But I really did. Also, I liked the voice acting. Uh, voice acting was pretty strong. On everyone, uh, I also like the characters that they use because, again, like I'm tired of seeing the same characters. Bottom line, and even when you do a Suicide Squad movie, there's going to be a Captain Boomerang, there's going to be a Deadshot. Now, there's going to be Harley Quinn, even though she didn't start off with Suicide Squad. Uh, there's going to be Amanda Waller, like, but Bronze Tiger is brand new, which is great because, like I said, he's underutilized. Copperhead was nice because we didn't get to see him, but I knew he was going to die. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, when you use newer characters that we haven't seen before, it's nice. But then again, on the flip side of that, we see Professor Pig, brand new to the DCAMU, and then they murder him to Count Vertigo. But, you know, he kind of falls into the Vandal Savage category of, like, we've seen him a bunch of times already, so I guess it makes sense to murder him right away. Uh, but I will say, um, again, I think this is one of the better movies I've watched so far in the DCAMU. Uh, next, we've got the Superman, two Superman movies where he dies and then he comes back. Oh, joy. Uh, as a rating, I'd probably give this 7 out of 10. Like I said, it was definitely the one of the better ones, uh, despite the problems. I really didn't think the problems were that bad. 7 out of 10. As promised, a shorter episode. That's going to do it for this week, but next week will be a packed show as I'm going to review the next two installments within the DC AMU, which will be The Death of Superman and The Reign of Superman. I can't wait for that one, uh, but I will have a lot to say about it. Mm. Already pissed off. Don't forget to join the Gamerish Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram, Gamerish underscore pod. On Twitch, Gamerish, Gamerish underscore pod. And Twitter, Gamerish2, the number two. Keep the emails coming by contacting me at the Gamerish email address, Gamerish537 at gmail.com. And find me on Twitter and Instagram at Fanboy with an opinion. Thank you for listening, and until next time, I have been a fanboy, and this has been my opinion. <laughs>